gobble, gobble. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the bravado. That's right, that's right, we're bad. Uh, uh, uh. The bosses. You're a sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot. So I have a few faults. Who doesn't? Is that any reason to kill me? And the beverages. I'm a little slow today. I just switched to Sanka, so have a heart. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? We'd have more luck playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks than we will get the flight out of here before daybreak. You know what would make me happy? Have a couple balls and an extra set of fingers. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy, what? Woohoo! It's stuck in the 80s. Hey there, gang. I'm Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. With me, the podcast goddess, Kathy Wass. Hello. And the lean, mean sex machine, wow, Sean Day. Nice. You took a few pounds off me. Huh? <laughs> well, Steve, I just want to say you are my own personal Del Griffith. Oh, <laughs> well, that's nice. Yes. I want to share a hotel bed with you. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> those aren't pillows. <laughs> oh, you can't, you can't waste those aren't pillows already. Oh, man. Everyone knows that that's a classic line from the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's what we're talking about today. Oh, I watched it last night and. I just, I still laugh. I've seen it a hundred times and I still laugh just as hard. You laughed, you cried. It was better than cats. I, you know, <laughs> I, I did. I, I, Steve, why don't you tell these people who haven't seen the movie, the one or two out there, a quick yeah, synopsis of the No, film. no, you give the synopsis this week. All right. It's, uh, it's two gentlemen through crazy um, coincidence and all sorts of things wind up traveling from where? It's from New York City, New York to, City. back to Chicago. Right. Yep. Uh, Neil Page, played by Steve Martin, who is an uptight businessman, uh, ad executive, Mr. Type A. And that's this. You know, this movie was directed and written and produced by John Hughes, who was uh, wasn't he in the ad game? Right. Yeah, originally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, you sort of think Neil is based on him. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, he gets hooked up with Del Griffith, who is a shower ring. <laughs> the shower <laughs> ring salesman, salesman, best in the country. <laughs> he really is good. <laughs> best in the world. Um, and of course, they're they're, they're opposites, and uh, all sorts of nutty things happen that we'll talk Nuttiness about today. Nuttiness ensues. But um, I, I wanted to ask you real quick, Kathy, if, if Steve and I were uh, going across country together, who would be Del Griffith and who would be Neil Page? You'd be Del. I'd be Del. What? Because he's I'm more way more high strung than you. <laughs> you think I'd be the one like in bed scratching <laughs> scratching my ball? <laughs> I think we'd be both in there scratching. Well, I, believe, I believe Neil is the one that plays with his balls yeah, more. Yeah, but in bed, you hear, when yeah. they're in the hotel room together. Oh. But anyway, I watched it last night, and, and it really is one of my favorite movies of all time. That is no lie. It's up there with Raiders of the I Lost would... Ark. Really? Yeah, Raiders, I would of, never Lost have Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite movie of all time. Wow. Not Miami Spice. <laughs> no. <laughs> Miami Spice 2 is like number six <laughs> in the top ten, but... So this was 1987, yep. written, uh, directed, and produced by John Hughes. And let's piss off a lot of John Hughes fans now, and a no, lot of uh, stuck in the 80s let's fans. Let's, let's do it right now. Off, this is by far, in my mind, the best John Hughes movie. By far. And I'm not even kidding. I'm, not, I'm pissing people off, but I'm not necessarily trying to piss people off. It is No, is, I mean, it's your opinion. Oh, jeez, what is that? 
<laughs> this is the emails You're I not get from get people. You know, I respect your opinion, but that's about it. And then they'll write <laughs> me about whatever I write about. That's what they say. I know Kathy disagrees. I... <sighs> You know, I, I gotta I, say, it's like comparing apples and oranges. Though. It's, I mean, because he had, this is his first yeah. adult comedy. Yeah. It's, I mean, he comes right after pretty, some kind of wonderful yeah. slash pretty in pink. I'll give you that it's probably his best adult comedy. I thought I, it I'm was right after sh- Ferris Bueller. Yeah, but it is because everybody <clears throat> is in. As far as it's just no. T- yeah, it's oh just a- well, Ferris Bueller, then some kind of okay, some kind of wonderful. Right. Yeah, but everybody in Ferris, Ferris Bueller, Bueller has a cameo. S- sixteen camel, uh, camels. <laughs> sixteen, <laughs> 16 camels. camels. <laughs> <laughs> that that little known movie, sixteen camels. Sixteen. It's camels. the Bollywood version. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's just uh, it's a textbook comedy. I mean every. It's just so funny. The comedy is so well done, and the way he uses music in this movie to punctuate uh, punchlines. I mean, uh, he did it uh, in Sixteen Candles, and he did it in uh, Ferris. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. But this is just, and we'll talk about him later. But I, I, I was just astounded last night watching it all these years later, and just these little beats he gets are great. I know he was criticized when he first pitched the idea because they thought it was too simple of a story that there wasn't enough in it enough meat to really for the audience to get wrapped up in he's like you don't understand it needs to be simple i mean it needs yeah. to be two guys going from new york to chicago because we'll fill it in with the good stuff but mm-hmm. i know the studio execs weren't happy about the original story idea and just and and this time of year too where we're all traveling all over the place yeah and dealing yeah. with all sorts of would you, i would i'll give you that this is the ultimate thanksgiving movie Oh, definitely. <laughs> What's it well, because right after crap Jodie Foster thing. Oh, home for the holidays. For the holidays. Son-in-law yeah, with Polly sure. Shore. Wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's got some stiff competition there. <laughs> but oh, little little trivia: Roger Ebert um, named this as like one of the great movies of all time, and he said that his family, this is the one movie that they watch as a ritual, and they watch it almost every Thanksgiving. Same here. And I, I, I was thinking last night I'd love to see um, the same thing happen to Planes, Trains, and Automobiles as happened to Christmas Story. I'd love to see somebody like TBS run Planes, oh, Trains yeah. like, all day long on Thanksgiving. Someone was talking nice. about that on the IMDb message boards. They were like, hello, you watch – they have Christmas Story on for 24 hours. And Christmas Story is great too. We've yeah. already watched it like 20 yeah. times in our house because yeah. my daughter's but, starting to like yeah. it. You know? But, but Planes, Planes Trains, Trains – yeah, it gets like – it got the 8 a.m. slot on Friday. This weekend, did it? That's one plane trains and automobiles. You know, the only thing that upsets me about putting it on television is that you have to cut out some of the profanity. They, they, yeah, oh. they know they re they re um, shot it shot it for TV. And we're obviously that talking about scene. the sixty second. It's a sixty second scene when uh, Steve Martin's at the car rental counter with Edie McClurg. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's Manhattan take, car rental. Right. Let's right. take a listen to it here. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of nowhere with keys to a car that isn't there. And I really didn't care to walk down a highway and across a runway to get back here to have you smile at my face. I want a car right now. Classic. It's so funny. Does anybody know. know how many times he uses the F word in that? 16. 19. Ooh. He has a disparity. How many? I think it's 16. No. Okay. I see 18 or 19. Okay. But we'll let no, you have it. 16 is too low. Can never say enough. 
The uh, what do they do when they f- do it for TV? What do they sub out the word for? They totally reshot the scene somehow. I haven't seen it on TV. I, but I could have sworn I, I saw it one time where they say funny over and over again. The TV version too. They have extra scenes. In yeah, it as well. I'm There's such a nerd for this, but the the whole airplane scene. Yeah. There's the extended thing where he's finally gets something he can eat, and he's eating a brownie, Neil Page, and the woman in front of him flips her hair back, and she's got this long Crystal Girl hair, and goes all over his brownie. Oh, it's funny. I hope they do. I know they won't, but I'd love to see a deluxe edition. There has to be 20th anniversary. Next year. John, I'm saying it right here. John Hughes sucks when it comes (laughs) to his DVD versions of these movies. Give me something. There's yeah. three hours of this film in right, a vault. You can't go and give me some deleted scene. He shot, what was it, 600,000 feet of film for this and uh, tried to put it together. So what's that, like three hours, four yeah, hours? Yeah, he says, yeah, it's a um, jumble, but there's three Twice hours Twice the somewhere. industry average of film was shot for this. And he pissed off the studio execs yeah. in a lot of different ways because the house, his house, you know, back in Chicago, that you see for what, all of about 45 seconds? So, yeah. Took him... What five months to build and cost a hundred thousand yeah. dollars to build that from scratch for this movie? And he lives there now? Or? No, no. Yeah. I mean, it it just, was he just, was shot. He just shot it. Built this house to shoot, shoot on this it, movie. Yeah. I hope someone lives there now for a hundred thousand dollars. We should make a bid on it. Stuck in the eighties. It could be our headquarters. Our headquarters. You can go out and shovel the snow. Well, it's not just one of my favorite movies and Roger Ebert's favorite movies, yeah. but also weren't you guys? One of you guys was telling me that Steve Martin. Oh, Is yeah. it one of Steve Martin's favorite movies I think that he's it's ever his, done? It's his favorite movie starring himself, he says. Yeah. There you go. But would you say, is it your favorite Steve Martin movie? Oh, yeah. Well, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Well, so, so, so by definition. Yeah, but it's um, – I love Parenthood, too. And, of course, <sighs> The Jerk. The Jerk's funny. All oh, of me is funny. I can't stand Parenthood. Why? But there's, there's like a little personal issue. <laughs> the vibrator? No. When when Parenthood came out, I was when it came out on video. I was working at Specs, and they would always rent it, and everyone would come in and they go, "You look like that girl from Parenthood." Oh yeah, you kind of do. And I was like, I can't believe you're telling me I look like Martha Plimpton. That's not a compliment. Much much prettier than Martha Plimpton. Thank you. So yeah, I can't. And it has Keanu Reeves in it. So it's great. And even now that I have a kid. You know, I'm a, I've essentially turned into Cowboy Gale. It's yeah. awesome. Wow. I love that. That's, I would say my favorite Steve Martin movie is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Wow. That's Followed by part. Parenthood. I wouldn't even put this in his top five. I would, it's not well, my favorite. Your five, but, then. Uh, Roxanne, L.A. Story, and The Jerk. Wow. You haven't mentioned my favorite. Which one? Uh, Leap of Faith? No. Yeah. <laughs> Pennies yeah. from Heaven? No. It. Like six people have seen it, so <laughs> my favorite is My Blue Heaven. Uh, no, I have mixed feelings. I, just, I don't that like movie. that. I do. I don't like it. it grows on you, kind of like a wart, but you know. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> like a fungus. <laughs> I love it. Okay, though. so let me ask you this then: favorite John? Ke- well, we know Sean's answer because he's already said yeah. it's his favorite movie of all time. So it's your obviously your favorite. No, John. I didn't say. I said it's one of my favorite. I said Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite. Yeah. Movie really? Of all time. God, yeah. Interesting pick. Favorite John Candy movie though. Is this, then Uncle Buck, then Great Outdoors, then That's maybe Stripes. Stripes is a great movie, but yeah. if we're talking just John Candy in it as Dewey Oxenberger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this, yeah. But Great Outdoors for the first half, or maybe even three quarters, is awesome. It's is really funny. 
I'll give you that this is my favorite John Candy yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Followed by Stripes, The Great Outdoors, and Volunteers. <laughs> Tom Tuttle from Tacoma, Washington. Volunteers? That wow. movie sucks. I like it. I have, no, I have, no. I have, what about you, Kathy? Oh, this. Yeah. This is my favorite John Candy. Well, let's get back to planes, trains, just, and automobiles. No. I got to tell you, when I was watching this, I was filled with cold medicine, so that might have affected me, but I was like laughing out loud, but then the scene where he tells him off in the hotel room. You want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you. But I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like, I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. I like me. And, my wife and, likes me. And his face just falls. It, yeah. made, it made me cry. It's a it good... I felt so bad for Dell. I was like, "Why are you such an ass?" I, fe- I felt. You mean Dell or Steve Martin? No, Steve Martin. Neil. He yeah. was so he was you could see, you could just see, and it made me. But cry. I thought that's. I mean, that's great. I mean, John I Hughes just has him unload. I know. You know. I mean, you could see it. There's all this pent up frustration, but you're like, look, he never like saw how bad he was hurting him, and it, then Dell just says, "Well, I like too me. bad. I like me." Sure, I'm an easy target. I know. Sean is an easy target. (laughs) Uh, But the whole hotel scene is just so brilliant. I mean, when they first walk in there, (laughs) they pan the room. (laughs) And they're panning the the drapes and the comforter. And And then they go to the bed. Then they go back to the bed. And he hits you with that little keyboard squiggle. And then it pans to John Candy's face. And the the point of view is is Steve Martin. (laughs) They look at John Candy. He kind of has that look like... Oh, oh, it's just it. so funny. Speaking of funny, I actually went to this movie the other day and pulled out 10 of my favorite quotes and made a top 10 list. Oh, I love it. So here is, without further ado, the top 10 movie lines from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Number 10. Did you call the airline? Everything's booked solid, but they said I have a good chance of getting on standby. And if they told you wolverines would make good house pets, would you believe them? (laughs) (laughs) Number nine. Six bucks in my right nut says we're not landing in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) All right, can can we just hold for one second? Yeah, sure. Maybe my my favorite part of this movie is just a, a small scene, but it's when everyone's asleep. And the old guy is on Steve Martin's shoulder, and he goes. (laughs) 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 Which happened seconds before that quote. Yeah, Yeah, and it's um, it just reminded me once I flew back from Vegas on a red eye. I was coming back Sunday to Monday morning, and I had tons of stuff to do, just tons of stuff to do the next day, and I can't sleep on mass transportation. 
I can't sleep any. Uh, in, no. I just I can't do it. And one, on one on the left of me, I had um, a guy who had some sort of bronchial. Oh no! <laughs> you know, and he's hacking away. But then on my right guy, I had this kind of skeezy old man, and somehow he had smuggled Taco Bell onto the plane. <laughs> so the the smell of his chalupa is just about <laughs> making me nauseous. But what he's doing is he he needs a napkin. He doesn't have a napkin, and he's just got he keeps you know it's all over his hands, and he keeps running his hands through his hair. Oh. <laughs> So he's got cheese and lettuce and tomato, and there's this endless bag of chalupas happening, and I'm stuck, and everyone's asleep. It's probably like three in the morning. I got I got bronchitis to my left and Taco Bell to my right, and I really want. I felt so. Uh, I just oh, was, so there you go. So we have another reason why I love this movie. It was oh, terrible. God, I'm killing it. Was, me. Uh, it was oh. awful. It was awful. Sa- save me with line number eight. Are you Gus's son? I'm Owen. Number seven. Do you think Grandpa Walt is going to give me a noogie? Of course he's going to give you a noogie. He loves to give you noogies. Why doesn't he give me noogies? Because you get Indian burns. But I prefer noogies. A tender moment. Yes, it is. Tearing up. Number six. (laughs) I've never seen a guy get picked up by his testicles before. Lucky thing for you, that cop passed by when he did. Otherwise, you'd be lifting up your schnuts to tie your shoes. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Number five. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. Now, are you going to help me or are you going to stand there like a slab of meat with mittens? (sighs) Number four. She's short and skinny, but she's strong. Her first baby... Come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. Isn't that something? You're a real trooper. <laughs> okay, number three. The figure the temperature is. One. Number two. <laughs> Larry Bird doesn't do as much ball handling in one night as you do in an hour. Are you trying to start a fight? No, I'm simply stating a fact, that's all. You fidget with your nuts a lot. You know what would make me happy? Have a couple balls and an extra set of fingers? <laughs> and of course, number one, everyone's favorite. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. That Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game. Hell of a game. Bears got a great team this year. They're gonna go all the way. Oh yeah. Gonna go all the way. Anyway, well, you know what? It's the it's the mark of a of a of a classic movie. I mean, I can keep going. Yeah, I think Doobie's Taxiola. He's proud of his town. (laughs) He's proud of his town. What about with the? Casio, he's <laughs> like Vanna White trying to show off the Casio. I feel watch. like a whopper when they're in the room. You know, I got griddle marks on my ass. Yeah, you know what's interesting because you mentioned Doobie, the taxi car driver, and he is actually another one of John Hughes's favorites. You see him in other movies. Can you name another movie you see him in? God, that's a great trivia question. Curly Sue. I don't know. Uh, he might actually be in that. <laughs> Curly Sue, one of his? That's not one of his. Yeah, oh, it is. Jeez, he wrote it. I'll give you a hint. It was a movie he was filming at the same time. 
Oh, is he in? Uh, she's oh, having oh, a baby. She's having a baby. She's one of, he's one of the neighbors with the lawnmower. Oh, in, yeah, uh, great. She's having a baby. Oh, that's yeah. great. I love. The, I, I have that movie too. And of course, they um, they play a snippet of snippet it. Snippet of it. Yeah. When when Mrs. Page yeah. is, uh, you know. And then of course, there's the. They're watching famous it on, cameo with uh, Kevin Bacon. Right, beginning. And they're also playing the movie on the television set in the hotel. That's oh, is that she's having a baby too? Yep. yep. There's actually a lot of people, uh, a lot of. Uh, co-stars and cameos in this movie from people who appear in other John Hughes no. movies. We've already mentioned uh, Kevin Edie McCle- Bacon. Edie McClurg. Yeah. Yeah, who plays the... the secretary in Ferris Bueller. Right. Yeah. The father from Ferris Bueller. Lyman Ward. Mm-hmm. He's in uh, the very beginning. Right. You also have Ben Stein. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got that... Yeah, he's the announcer at the uh, So it airport. goes on and on. It's just one of those sort of Where is Waldo kind of movies where you're constantly seeing the other stars. But yeah, he films... Planes, trains, and automobiles at the same time he films, or approximately the same time he's filming, she's having a baby. baby. Yeah. No, Kathy, you were saying that John Hughes was. He was kind of grumpy yeah, during this film. I don't, he was having some personal problems, but. Nobody really wants to say what it was, and I don't know what it is either, but he was going through some personal problems, and he's got sort of a reputation for being, you know, kind of a grump to work yeah. with. I'm using a nice word. But uh, I have a little trivia for you. Okay. What is the name of the book Del Griffith is reading? Canadian Mounted. <laughs> it's the Canadian Mounted. And I love how he's reading it in bed with the lighter. With the, oh, my God. Yes. I thought I was going to lose it when he's, he's like there with the lighter. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, you're like, oh, my God. That's he's funny. just going to set the whole hotel fire. Oh, which one? Okay. What? Favorite scene for me in the entire movie, the mess around scene in oh. the car. <laughs> When I say stop, don't you move a pain. When I say go, just uh, shake your leg and do the mess around. I declare, do the mess around. Yeah, do the mess around. I love that. That is so John Candy. The mess around, Ray Charles. I think the first song Ray Charles ever recorded for Atlantic. Yeah. Um, and we were just, before you came in, we were just talking about how... Uh, that whole the mess around and then when his jacket gets oh my god yes is like you don't see that like this brilliant almost silent comedy yeah you know oh yeah because yeah Ah. that's the thing because the whole scene steve martin's asleep yeah so it's just john candy (laughs) oh it's a it's a hard movie to try to sum up in 30 minutes or less i know i mean how many times have you probably seen the six hour Uh, i've probably seen it 30 40 times and let's talk about the ending a little bit um I mean, I guess everyone has pretty much seen it who's listening to this. Yes. But course, if twist you, if you that, haven't, the twist stop is that um, Del Griffith is homeless. Yeah. He has a job, but he doesn't have a home. Oh. And the wife that he's talking about wow. the whole movie, Marie, turns out she's been oh, dead eight years. I know. My One of my favorite little, it's line, just a little throwaway line, but Del's like, my motto is like your job, love your wife. Wow. Yeah. He's and you of, hope that Neil can take that away from this, you know? Yeah. He's a little wiser, too. A little wiser. Do you like the ending of this But here's movie? the thing. When I first saw it, in, what, what year was this? 87? 87. Yeah. I hated it. I was a 17-year-old kid. I just oh, liked all the, well, yeah. the, you know, those arm pillows jokes. And I yeah. hated it. I saw it with my dad. My dad really liked the ending. Yeah. But now I watch it, and I'm like a puddle. Yeah, I know. You know, and now I, and that, that, I love that when uh, Steve Martin gets on the, the, the subway, on yeah. the L, on the loop. 
And, you know, they play that music that, you know, the typical John Hughes, yes. kind of like that, that Epiphany stuff, music. You know, but it's really well done because he's thinking yeah. about going home and then he starts thinking about the trip, all the little clues they'll put. And yeah. it's just really well done. Yeah. You know, but now I love it. What do you do? You like the ending? To I, it? Yeah. Cough syrup or not? <laughs> Cough syrup or not. I love the ending. Steve? But I'm thinking Steve doesn't. You know, he doesn't have that. I've always, part. I always, I always have qualms about John Hughes movies at the ending. I always think that he manages to, to turn a really great movie into, and wrap it up with a really kind of a kooky ending, almost kind of how John Grisham does with his books. You know, they all have to end the same way with someone driving down the road and into the sunset. But the more I watch it, I'm like Sean. I, I like it now. I think that's the way it has to end. I mean, what else was he gonna do? I mean, tell. Tell uh, Dell, oh, that's too bad. Well, I'll see you. catch you on the yeah, road. No. Well, I think where it worked with planes, trains, and automobiles, it didn't work with the great outdoors. And I said earlier that three quarters of the great outdoors is is hilarious. And then at the end, he kind of shoehorns this ending where Dan Aykroyd's character as the brother-in-law turns oh. out to be shady and yeah. they're broke and Dell has to bail him out. And he kind of goes for the somber ending where there it just seems like a part, you know, the, a handbrake apart. You know, it yeah. just kind of goes yeah. off the rails. Yeah. But yeah. uh, it's almost like he tried to do, uh, you know, the exact same thing. But yeah, works in plane trains. Let's see how well you know the movie. I'm going to hit you with some quick. I can't wait. I'm really, I'm really, really excited about this. This is, this is. These aren't that hard. So okay. okay. Uh, what's the first city they get stranded in? Um, they can't. Fly, Wichita. What, Wichita, right? Yeah, because it says it shows Chicago O'Hare. But then with them, it, yeah, Honey, we're in Wichita, right? Yeah. He calls yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, okay. another. Well, maybe oh. what. I'll wait. I'll wait till your trivia. You I have the, my own. Can you name the hotel they stay at? The Braidwood. Braidwood. Inn. Yes. <laughs> the yes. Braidwood. Braidwood. You <laughs> called. What does he say? You called. Blah blah blah. I called the Braidwood. Braidwood Inn. Inn. I wonder if such. And then that guy yeah. is like, hey, you know, million short, a million bucks short of being a millionaire. When Dell goes in to talk to the guy at the desk, <laughs> and he's like, "This is my friend Neil," and the old coot says, "Hey, Nick," <laughs> calls him the wrong name. <laughs> Do you remember what happens to the tra- what happens to the train that they're traveling in? Oh, well, the smoke comes out of it. Do they ever, you know, they, you they have like, the, the two engineers say, uh, what'd you do? Or something like blown, that. I just always say blown engine. Blown engine. Blown engine. Yeah. And That's last, it. my last one is, uh, oh, wait, do you know why their car catches fire? Yeah, because it dulls cigarette. Yeah, see, you guys have seen two recently. Last question. Damn. Name the actor playing the state trooper who pulls over their burned out. Oh, Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon, yeah. All right, name. Oh, that's the other. Name the store. The only credit card Dell has in his wallet is from what store in the Pacific Northwest? I I can't remember that. Chalmers Big and Tall Shop. It's a great store, but it's not going to help us here. (laughs) Okay, okay, I got one. Um, How many miles, when when the car burns up, how many miles are they from Chicago, and what is the significance? 106 miles away, and it's a reference to Blues Brothers. Ah, I can't can't stump you guys. Oh, I had no idea. Yep. All right, it's time for Name That 80s Tune, the weekly segment where we play you a snippet of a song, and if you can guess the name of the artist, you win a prize. And what are the prizes? Well, probably a baseball cap, a tote bag, or a T-shirt. And it's only a T-shirt if you're a small woman who wears a small size because that's about all I've got left. But anyway, last week we had a special clip from David Peterkovsky who created a montage for us. Yeah. Usually these challenges are a little bit tough. And I know they stumped three of us, right? Oh, yeah. So I only here, got the one. You only got the one? The metal here, one. Here we go. Here's the three songs in a row. Wow, that's a tough one. But here are the correct answers. The first one was Wild Wild West by Escape Club. That wasn't too hard. Uh, but yeah, still kind of yeah. not so familiar. 
I Want Your Sex by George Michael yeah. is the one that everybody gets. Yep. And the one that nobody gets was the last one. That's Sex is a Weapon by oh. Pat Benatar. The so special anyway, Thanksgiving sex montage. <laughs> by Peter Kofsky. That's why he's the man. Yep. But uh, we had one winner, and it is, of course, wow. our buddy Walter Cox, Cox. from Ridgeland, Walter Mississippi. Who's he won should this- get something special. He's getting a baseball cap this time. Oh. He doesn't know it yet. He doesn't know it, but... <laughs> He's got. He's getting a else. small T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, he can use it on his dog. The uh, here's the tune for this week. Oh, hmm. I'm not sure. I know the answer to that one. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Daily. Daily. Daily's just. <laughs> I do know that one. Do you really? I guessed it. You know, I guessed it. I didn't know. Yeah. Anyway, if you think you know the name of the song and the artist. Email us at stuckinthe80s.com and we'll let you know if you're a wiener. Konnichiwa, Taiko Bachi desu. Nihon kara aisatsu shite Hi, this is Taiko Bachi, calling out to you from Japan. I wanted to let you know I am another one of your international listeners and I love the show. No, I'm not Japanese. I was born in Pennsylvania but have been living in Japan since early 1990. Actually, once I think about it, I haven't lived in the U.S. since the 1980s. <laughs> I guess that means I am truly 80年代にハマってる. Taiko Bachi is the man. Oh my god, we're really big in Japan. We are. Oh my god, and I gotta tell you, love that song. I'm so glad finally I get to do a little shout out to Book of Love, Book one of, of love? my favorite really? bands of the 80s. Brings me back to the days dancing at Tracks and Moody's. Really? I don't think <laughs> yep. I ever heard this song before this movie. Oh my God. Yeah. I loved him, Book of Love. Sean. You, what? <laughs> Say something. What? I'm, I'm, I'm letting Kathy talk. Oh, God so forbid. For once, he's let me talk. Oh, yeah. Oh. See, and I let you talk last week. I let you talk last week. No one heard it last week. By the show. way, and let's let's give a plug. We all agree that last week's show on uh, Cheap Trick Chick. was a great one. It was a great. But we're one. not hearing a lot of chatter out no, there from pretty much no one listened. Steve's followers. So listen to our eighty or our Cheap Trick show. Maybe the whole idea of doing the late seventies band backfired on us after all. Maybe it did. I don't think so. Maybe it's just the holidays. Because everyone's busy on the holidays and doesn't have time to listen to our podcast. True. Speaking of True. holidays, have you guys ever had any um, hideous home for driving home for Thanksgiving <laughs> stories or Thanksgiving stories, Steve? Um, you know, Thanksgiving when I was in college and right after college in the late eighties, we used to always call uh, Thanksgiving Turkey Day because after everyone had their dinner, they'd all come over to my apartment and we'd drink wild turkey all night. <laughs> oh, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> so it's sort of a tradition, but. Um, no, I do actually have one really kind of scary story. Um, when I was in college, um, I had a girlfriend for the last two years, Julie. I think I've mentioned her before. Yes. And uh, one year I went to uh, her house for Thanksgiving. She lived over in Winter Haven, Florida, which is near outside Orlando. Yep. For those uh, who – I believe the Boston Red Sox play spring yes. training there. They yes. do. Is no, that where no, Cypress Gardens Myers. is? So they Myers. used to be in Winter they Haven. They used to be in Winter Haven. But, uh, yeah, Cypress Gardens is there. So yeah. I went over there for Thanksgiving, and uh, we went to a movie one night. I forget what it was. It would be really cool if the movie was this movie. And it might have been for all I know. But uh, 
you know, it was like a nine or ten o'clock movie. By the time we got out, it's like eleven or twelve, and uh, I wear contact lenses, and they dry up during the course of night. I don't like to drive at night because I don't have really great night vision, and I'm in Winter ha- Winter Haven, which if anyone's ever been there. They call it the land of a thousand lakes because there's a thousand freaking lakes there and you're driving around them nonstop getting lost. So I asked her to drive home. Well, she gets pulled over like two minutes later and she didn't have her, uh, whatchamacallit, driver's license with her because she wasn't expecting to drive. So they give her like a, you know, like a ticket, I think. And they're like, you know, we'll waive this ticket if you come back and show us your driver's license. Well, she goes into a frenzy, just cursing at the cop <gasps> and then cursing at me. And I'm like, I'm trying to tell the cop, it's okay, it's okay, you know, she's fine. She's just, you know, he cut her on a bad night. And she's just like, you, mo-. I mean, just nonstop profanities at me at this point. So the cop leaves and we go back to her house and she's still doing it, still doing it, just, just nonstop. Her parents come home and she's just, I mean, just laying into me big time. This was about, not, not coincidentally, about three or four weeks before we broke up. But, uh, I had right to, I actually packed all I packed all my bags, threw them in my car, and I was about ready to head back home. And I was like, I can't deal with the psycho tonight. And her I, her parents literally had to come out there and like beg me not to go home to stay because it would ruin Thanksgiving if you know that that we broke up right there. Yeah, because they bought an extra eighteen pounds of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my there's oh, my story. There's my story with the obligatory Sean Daly punchline. Wow, that's not a great story, I know. Oh, who's got a better one? Kathy. All of my Thanksgivings look way better now <laughs> in comparison. Did you guys do it that night? Oh. <laughs> Pretty sure I slept on the couch. Oh. You know, it was actually funny because her parents let us sleep in the same bed in their house with them there, wow. which I think is a kind of unusual thing. Waterbed. I still remember that. Mm-hmm. Sean, I think you're holding out on us. You got something. I have a creepy Twilight Zone esque. Wow. Not necessarily funny, but slightly chilling. Um, <laughs> I was driving back from Syracuse University for a Thanksgiving break, and uh, I drove this real, this like real piece of shit Toyota Tercel tan that my dad had given me, I think from 1979, Ooh. and the gas gauge didn't work. In fact, not much worked. It was kind of like, <laughs> like down the it was kind of like Della Neal's car. Well, the speedometer is melted. But, but the radio, <laughs> clear as a bell. Clear as a bell. <laughs> anyway, I was driving back, and from Syracuse to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, it's God's country. It's all one road. It's 81. I don't know if you've ever been uh, driven up 81, but it's just nothing. And when you drive at night, it's just pitch black, you know, except for the headlights, you know, and your own imagination. <laughs> and uh, I was driving through some dog patch somewhere and all of a sudden the, the toy as I call it I call it the toy and the, the seats were all bent like I'm pretty sure I have like dysplasia now because the seats were all messed up how do you break a seat <laughs> exactly I am Del Griffin you are Del anyway, so here I am you know and I'm, I'm you know I'm just kind of driving and I'm trying to go up a hill one of these you know epic hills in Pennsylvania and it just all of a sudden it just stops, and I can't even get up the hill, and the Toyota just dies on the side of a, the highway. I can't see anything, nothing for miles, and I'm like, "What in the hell am I gonna do?" I mean, I'm really screwed here, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't have a cell phone. No, this is back in the uh, Jurassic exactly. days. They didn't have cell phones, you know. And uh, so I'm like, "God," and I'm, I, I kind of get out. I mean, there aren't even any cars on the road. 
And so finally I kind of get out and, and um, I'm going southbound and I go to kind of northbound and I just kind of wait for a car and I start waving my arms and this, this you know, car comes around and it's a little old lady. A little old lady. What little old lady stops for a, a know, creepy, creepy dude like me? And I had my big, like, uh, you know, giant hair, my, my, wow. my, my fro kicking. And she stops. And so I started to freak myself out. Like, wait, what little lady's going to stop here? But she's like, you know, did you have car trouble? Get in my car. Uh. So I get in her car and she's going to drive me to the nearest gas station. She starts telling me how I look like her dead son. <gasps> And I'm, it was totally, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I just, it was the weirdest thing. Oh. But it was also a little bit divine intervention, maybe, it right? It was. And so she was telling me about it. You like, Thanksgiving present. <laughs> you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I don't, and so she drove me to a, uh, she drove me to a gas station, and really the guy working there was like Owen. He's like, <laughs> must be your fuel valve. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whatever. And so the little lady, she waited, and then she drove me to a Perkins pancake house. Aww. Yeah, and we had a nice little uh, uh, meal. My mom had to drive a couple hours up the road to come get me. But isn't that kind of wild? I mean, if she hadn't come by, I'd be screwed. I'd be uh, Ned Beatty in Deliverance. (laughs) 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 Me running through the woods. Get him. Get the college boy. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) But come on, that's kind of cool, Steve. That's a great story. I mean, it's not funny. It's not funny. It doesn't have naked Norwegians in it. I know. But not every story can. But every story should. Anyway, so that's my story. Kathy, Thanksgiving stories. I well, I could just tell you about my last th- this Thanksgiving. I was all excited. I went up the weekend before to visit my sister as in Chicago. We've talked about in Chicago, and saw Christopher, my How little old nephew. Now? He is seventeen months old. Does he still listen to the show? Yeah, he listens to the show. He knows me now. He knows you. There's little pictures of you guys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's Sean. And that's Steve. <laughs> no. But um, my sister got tickets for me to see the Bodines. And if anyone, anyone who knows me knows this, but not all our podcast listeners know that I am a huge Bodines fan. And this will be my only time I get to talk about them. <laughs> but um, I got to see them at the Schomburg Prairie Center, which is... What the heck is that? It's this new place. My sister saw it in the newsletter and said, oh, I'll get you tickets front row the place is for like community theater it holds 250 people and they did like a Bodine's unplugged set and it was just them acoustic and I nearly had a heart attack it was awesome so I got to uh, see the Bodine's again I've seen them about seven times now (laughs) but never like twice in Florida I usually have to go to the Midwest to see them but I was excited. Were there any Norwegians in the crowd? Um, no, but some Minnesotans and yeah, some Wisconsin. Yeah, that's good. Scandinavian. I'll there take it. Go. Yeah, that'll there work. We go, Whatever you know. works. Anyway, that's all the time we've got for this week. Uh, tune in next week. We will have some interesting show that we have not yet decided on. Mm. Some upcoming topics. I know we're t- going to talk about. I know we're going to have an interview with Molly Ringwald shortly. Oh, oh you do that tomorrow, right? Tomorrow I'm taping that. The, uh, Tell her I love her. <laughs> You're going to be... 
a blubbering Please. idiot. Yeah, we'll see how much she talks about the eighties. Rumor has it she doesn't want to talk much about I the eighties. Tell her I love her anyway. We're gonna do a special. She's one. She's your like your number one crush, right? In the eighties, uh, Christy McNichol. Everyone knows that. Oh yeah. And I, I still can't explain hey, look, that. I had one. Molly Ringwald wasn't <laughs> gay enough. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> not. Well, I have I an equal I shot at both of them as it stands. <laughs> But, uh, I did, I know. And we have another show coming up on drinking in the 80s. 80s. Oh, that's going to be We're actually going to a bar, yeah. and we're going to drink such 80s libations as kamikazes, Cozies. Long Island Ice Teas. Do they Fuzzy call navels. Fuzzy navels. We're going to get navels. loaded. Uh, we'll probably get naked. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe some special guests. Mm-hmm. Could happen. Yeah. Not I'd, like to, invite, law I'd like to invite Sarah, Sarah Hall from Iowa. Uh, 80s fan to come join us oh. at the, uh, yeah that's a good call out yeah anyway so until then we remain here fastly sober in the 80s catch you next time ciao hello Mr. Bridges hello Mrs. Page Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. The show is engineered by Dave Morrison. You can email us at stuckinthe80s at TampaBay.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Pornomaker, what was it? The Pornomaker 4.5. Let's roll, guys. It's like 1120. That's what makes the joke, the 4.5. You know, that's always the details. Pornomaker isn't funny alone, but 4.5, that there's been previous incarnations of it. And this is a 0.5 release, you know. I had to cure the bugs for 4.0. If this thing crashes, I'm in a weird mood.